0: You're
1: listening to Futs Given, the one with Angus.
0: welcome.
2: Hey thank you very much (laughs) for having me.
0: (laughs) Ah anytime really excited to have you on board chatting all things sex. Um, How are you doing today?
2: Uh, Yeah I'm not too bad today Uh, getting used to the kind of working from home still
0: yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's been it's, long it's enough it's a... now. We should be used to it, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I know. Why are we not used to this like level of work yet? Still, like, but, like recording a podcast virtually is just not the same.
0: It's not right. We should be in a studio right now, like actually being able to hug each other, but nah. not. You guys it's... are looking
2: pretty pro though with your uh, with your big mics at home.
0: Yeah, well, I yeah. think we we've been
1: doing this virtually for how long
0: now? Uh... Since March. Yeah, last since year? March. It would be that actually worrying actually mad. if we didn't have mics and we have a professional <laughs> podcast. That would be a bit like, whoa man, what what you what are you playing at? Like, yeah, what are you doing? So
1: Angus, could you tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself?
2: uh what you mean like kind of like a a take me out kind of uh,
0: (laughs) yeah yeah give it give it all you know yeah
2: like um i'm angus i'm 30 years old and i'm from edinburgh (laughs) Um, but yeah no i think um i think why you guys have invited me on is because i've um managed to make myself a job out of uh helping (laughs) men get erections
0: Yes! I think you're the first person that we've had on here that helps men get erections. Actually, no, that's a lie. We've had a lot of people on here that help men get erections, but like (laughs) you, you know, you're doing the the mental health empowering, like talking about it openly and honestly on your social media, um, which is so admirable. Because yeah, Mm. we always say not enough men talk about this, and it is a huge problem with a lot of men. I'm sure any bloke listening to this now any person that has a penis will have come across a uh, an erectile dysfunction issue at some point in their life mm-hmm. what yeah, made you sure. start talking about this stuff online
2: uh well it's actually um my cousin and i zander um who has managed to wriggle out of this podcast i think because he didn't want to talk about his fucks but um <laughs> I, I was i was more than happy to hey. uh, the two of us uh, run a company called mojo men now um, we're basically like an online platform that kind of helps men uh, diagnose and rehabilitate psychological erection issues remotely. Wow. That's um, so, good. so, yeah, we work with kind of world class experts um, and they kind of help us create online tutorials and courses so that um, we can kind of normalize the fact that we all, we all suffer sometimes and it doesn't always go perfectly.
1: Yeah, I think that's amazing because I've never, like, I have personally never seen anything else out there talking Mm -hmm. about that so openly. And also in a way that's very, like, approachable because I think when people see stuff to do with um, erections and, like, issues around that, it's always very, like, medical and, like, I just... Immediately think of those like American commercials. Yeah,
0: and they're um, always really really like stereotypical and really bad. And it's like a really unhappy wife or woman, and it's just like, (laughs) oh my, really? And like, and then all of a sudden they take this magical pill and they're like hugging and kissing again. And it's like, I'm sure that's really not how it goes.
2: (laughs) I just always wonder, like, when you look up kind of stock images for erectile dysfunction, erection issues, uh, that obviously kind of these Viagra companies use. There's just yeah. endless pictures of guys sat on the end of the bed like with their head in
0: their
2: hands <laughs> and a woman looking really oh, grumpy in the background. I'm like, damage. how many shoots have photographers done where it's like, guys, this is the brief. We're really going
0: <laughs> to push some boundaries here. It's yeah. either that or it's like, you know, the, the the saggy cactus or like the floppy, I don't know, like sausage from, yeah. from the hot dog. You know, it's like, it's really sort oh. of sad information and, and quite... I feel like it really can play with a lot of guys thoughts like that's that's not how it should be erectile dysfunction doesn't look like that all the time it just definitely doesn't look it's like it's just that. such
1: a normal part of life as well and mm. it's like it's shown to be something that i don't know it's really depressing i guess
0: mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's really depressing and can be kind of crippling and mm-hmm. kind of read as you say it's like somebody is throwing a floppy cactus or an aubergine emoji in your face you're like dude this is not funny
0: yeah <laughs> this yeah this is it's a like, serious thing wah, wah, you've got like all the sound effects going off in your mind which is not fair because it is you know we-, we talk so much about female pleasure and that it's really hard for women to orgasm and you men need to listen more and do more and it's like no, what about the flip reverse of things when men are actually suffering and probably having a worse time because they can't talk about it so easily oh yeah
1: this is the thing is that the stereotype is men Mm -hmm. just want to have sex all the time and they are sex machines and
0: they're sex ready like before you 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 just press a button you don't even have to press a button they're just ready to go rather than like like, warming up the oven
1: yeah it plays on both people's minds when that isn't the case Mm -hmm. because the guys are like oh why am i not man enough to perform
2: Yeah, and for sure. Like, yeah, you know. I've I've got friends actually who've spoken to me in kind of recent weeks actually who are worried about their low libido, and that is totally yeah. as you've just said because we are meant to be on and up for it the whole time. And they one actually phoned me the other day and said, "Should I? Should this be how I feel? And should this mm. be the way I'm acting?" I was like, "There just shouldn't be any shoulds." So yeah, do yeah, break.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. We're also going through a global pandemic, so if your libido's yeah. low, you know what. I think it might have something to do with that <laughs> mm-hmm. so like what would your like tips from everything that you've learned from doing your job so far if someone was having an issue with um their erections like what is the go-to things to look out for or the things to do
2: um the thing to look out for and the thing to do is well firstly don't panic yeah i, mean, I, th- I think the it's very easy to think that you're alone and you're isolated um it feels like you're kind of dealing with this all on your own and you're broken and and you're a young man and this is never going to get better again so yeah the first point is don't panic kind of I think Mm -hmm. 30 percent of under 30s are in the same position as you and 30 percent of uh, 40 percent of under 40s yeah um but yeah I, I think it's a really good point that kind of it's more likely to be a psychological issue than anything else. And that could be something very small, which is feeling stress of uh, your working day or a pandemic mm-hmm. um, or or just not being in the mood. That, yeah. That's like mm-hmm. a justified reason not to, to be able to get it up. <laughs> huh. um, that's good to know. And I think blokes like, really beat themselves up about that and kind of mm. say you're having a stressful day once and you don't get it up when you expect it to and that's the first time it's ever happened that's kind of enough to plant the seed that you then will have erection issues going forward because you're suddenly in your head and you're preempting it and expecting it mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I think general advice would be don't panic and just kind of start to explore the options of what it might be it's always very good to kind of rule out the the physical aspects first yeah. um we'd always advise people kind of go to the the doctor to make sure it's not something uh more sinister but I mean, the chances are if you're a young, fit, healthy man, then it's something psychological and that can be fixed through mm-hmm. um, exercise and techniques. Oh,
0: yeah. yes. that's good advice.
1: Well, let's let's get into the juicy details then. Fuck number one, the last fuck.
2: I, I don't know if I should be kind of pleading the fifth on this one because I might have my... um. <laughs> working from home revoked from me by Xandis, <laughs> who, who isn't here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got uh, quite a new girlfriend uh, staying working with me here in the flat today. So not oh, so long ago. <laughs> you're,
0: like, oh, you're talking maybe, about like, <clears throat> maybe this morning. I was gonna say, is yeah. it that fresh? Uh,
2: it might be.
0: Oh, I think, I oh think you she, don't tease.
2: She heard what the questions were and, mm-hmm. um, like I say, everything is uh, new and exciting at the moment. But, um, Ooh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like lockdown has done some kind of, put people and relationships in quite kind of funny situations that they wouldn't really yeah. expect to be in. For sure.
1: Um, yeah. It, like, really, really odd situations. I think everyone's in, I mean, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to relationships right now because they're mm-hmm. either very, very intense or, like... You're you're new and in a lockdown together, you, or you're making like uh, risky decisions on um, your like for your mental health or your actual health. Um, it's it's a really odd time for sex. Yeah, yeah. really odd. It's
0: yeah. You I think it's like no matter what you're doing, you just kind of feel guilty. You're either like <laughs> guilty that you're having a good time, or you feel guilty because you want to have a good time and you can't. And it's like it's just it's such a mind fuck right now yeah yeah and
2: everyone kind of wants to abide by the rules but then is rushing around in a way that might break the <laughs> rules you're like i'm surely spreading more of this virus now if i'm like rushing to get out of this vicinity that's about to be in lockdown yeah um, absolutely
0: yeah like quickly let's go on holiday quick go 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 go
2: this is quite a new relationship i'm in we kind of only really met in september And on the Saturday, just before Christmas, when uh, Boris announced that lockdown was happening, like suddenly I was meant to be kind of the next week. And she was going to be staying down here and doing like volunteering work, which was like suddenly all canceled. And we had three hours to get out of London before it was then illegal. Um, So yeah, she ended up spending Christmas with my parents, which after like two months, this is pretty (gasps) intense. (laughs)
1: that's intense (laughs) but that's also how did that go it
2: actually went really well I mean I have a really lovely and chilled out family and she's a lovely girl so
0: that's perfect really all fine no dramas I feel like we're, we're so, like, caught up on this sort of, um, you know, the standard of what a relationship is supposed to look like. Where it's so like, true. yeah, you know, you shouldn't really meet the parents until, like, you've moved in together or, like, now you're engaged and married and, like, you have to wait a certain amount of time. And, and it's like, who who's made up these motherfucking bullshit rules? Where it's like, yeah. you can do it what feels comfortable with you and if pandemic has sort of made that happen quicker then so be it as think as long as you're having a good time you're communicating you're both on a similar page you can't really go wrong so don't let any kind of anyone's judgment sway you if it feels good it is good
2: yeah yeah no it it felt good and uh yeah I'm, i'm not feeling claustrophobic or needing to run away so Nice. that's i think that's i think amazing. she might have been by the end of like two weeks
1: yeah i think if i was locked down with a partner right now i would be going crazy crazy mm-hmm. at
0: them yeah like i yeah. couldn't do it i just couldn't do it why do you think thomas and i ended up being like i think we're gonna live separately and then we're like oh wait no 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 we're definitely gonna break up like this is not this is not popping it was yeah. it, it's intense so even if we we'd been together nearly seven years and it was still too intense and we had been used to that it was just way too much yeah
1: um, i think it's really amazing that yours is going well so yeah congrats,
0: congrats, on congrats. <laughs> nice one
2: yeah. beginner's luck i guess
1: yeah. Still fresh. <laughs> fuck number two the
0: best fuck
2: I'm not even saying this just because she's potentially in the flat and <laughs> here, but I feel <laughs> like I feel like my sex life is in a really good place and kind of um, maybe through doing mojo man and getting to to know yourself better yeah, um, yeah i f- i feel like sex is getting better with with age
1: yes 100% oh, yeah. especially doing yeah. a job like you and like a job like what we do as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: we could we can only top ourselves sex yeah. can only <laughs> get ourselves. better and better
0: but because we're so interested in the research and the understanding behind it and we you know we dedicate our time to learn more and to be like okay it's cool to make mistakes I'm just going to learn more about it and mm-hmm. I think that you can't you, you just can't go wrong with that like the areas that we are working in will give us so much knowledge about other people but about ourselves and that's all yeah. you need for sex to be great to be good at sex to have good sex is to know yourself yeah to be confident mm. has there been like-
2: and and for it just to kind of be a little bit of fun as well I, th- I think mm-hmm. t- there's too many ideas around like kind of what structure sex should take and kind of you have foreplay then you have yeah, yeah. sex girl maybe comes guy comes end yeah I think when once you break that down and actually relax and just have a bit more fun and kind of don't define sex yeah. then it gets a lot better basically but, like have you guys um have you guys read uh, Karen Gurney's book mind find the gap
1: no not no, yet actually mm. it's it the sex so doctor. good
2: yeah it's absolutely brilliant I love it yeah what,
1: um, what was like the best thing that you learned from that book
2: uh I, well, generally the book talks about the orgasm gap that's what it's called why it's called mind the Gap it's yeah. the orgasm gap between men and women, particularly in heterosexual relationships yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah the, my favorite bit of the book was uh that she talks about kind of this idea of foreplay and how the name naming it foreplay actually. Um, lowers its importance and actually yeah, foreplay yeah. is just play like why that in itself is sex why are you defining it as the bit that comes before the sex yeah. And I thought that was super interesting
1: really interesting and also like the what we sort of think as foreplay as well can happen anytime during sex and I think that's mm. what makes sex really exciting is that yeah when you take away The kind of structure that you know and then start mixing it all up that's when sex really like it goes to another level of just like intimate connection with with your partner as well was there like any sex in particular that you can like point out recently that you're like that was great because that happened um
2: i think it's a good thing with partners if you if you want to get like the best out of it Mm. is to kind of compliment each other and like big each other up for yeah um something having gone well
0: yeah Um, yeah 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 like be your partner's best cheerleader be mm -hmm. like fuck yeah Yeah, that was so good (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. if if you just kind of be a hype man and say like that was like the (laughs) best best ever it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy i feel Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah i'd say there's been a lot of best fucks recently
0: And we all know that positive encouragement works so much better than like talking about things in a negative way. Mm -hmm. You know, avoid the negative stuff. Don't be like, oh, you did this, this and this. That was crap. Be like, I really loved it when you did this, this and this. And then the negative stuff kind of just fades. Oh
1: my God. I, I think like complimenting, talking and just like saying what is on your mind during sex, if like it's it really is a game changer me and my current sexual partner at the moment we decided the last time we fucked actually that we were gonna just say what we were thinking like just to like make things a little bit open because we're kind of experimenting with like maybe turning it into some sort of like role play scenario but we both want to get more comfortable with talking during sex so we've been just saying what's on our mind which generally is just complimenting the other person because it's just all about like oh my god that feels so good or like i don't know anything like literally anything that comes into your mind and it really makes you like it makes you feel so amazing when someone tells you Mm. that you feel great like on their genitals you feel so good yeah like oh my god yes i am powerful
2: (laughs) and everyone loves um everyone loves guidance everyone loves like our pointers how to make them Mm -hmm. Uh, how to make what you're doing feel better. Yeah. But no one seems to like giving guidance. So it's like this weird thing that everyone would like. Yeah. guidance And no one's yes. willing to give it. Maybe that's a British thing. I'm not sure.
1: That is yeah, so just, true. Um, oh,
0: sorry. Please, excuse me.
1: Um, uh, would you mind? <laughs> I wonder if there's like an easier way for us to give guidance, like during sex, because I'm definitely someone that struggles with saying, like, if I would rather it be another way during sex. Because mm-hmm. I like pleasing people and but I feel like I'm not pleasing them if I tell them that they're doing it wrong or to
0: do it differently. Mm. It's just changing that perspective because really we are pleasing them when we're telling them, when we're giving that, when we're not saying that you're doing something wrong, it's like like you said, it's giving them pointers, giving them guidance. We love being like almost like cradled and held through a, um maybe an awkward or a quite a scary situation. So if we're like, oh yeah, no, that feels really good. Oh actually like to the side a little bit or like mm, maybe a bit too deep, but yay, that feels great. Yeah.
2: And you can kind of own the responsibility. You can be like try this. Like I'm not sure if it's gonna work or not. And then yeah. if it doesn't you're like, oh no, that's yeah. my bad. Like sorry.
1: Bad. <laughs> yeah, like, I love, love guidance as well. Fuck number three. The fantasy fuck.
2: This is the one that when uh, your producer sent it across, I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. (laughs) Um, I feel like really inadequate and vanilla. Like, I really want to have some kind of uh, a fetish, and I'm really annoyed that I don't.
0: Oh, Um, no, don't be annoyed.
2: I'm kind of, I kind of want to find sure, like, maybe everyone has a fetish, right? I'm figuring I just haven't found it yet
0: not not everyone has a fetish but i think a lot of people do have kinks but i don't think everyone has them um, I, I don't well, think really it's
2: disappointing.
0: like disappointing
1: also I, like I, vanilla sex is fun like just because it's vanilla doesn't mean it's not like kinky in some way
0: like, yeah and it's passionate and we've got this really bad idea that like kinky sex is like the new cool and the sex that you should be having and the sex that you want Um, And that shouldn't be the case. If you're having great, satisfactory, fulfilling vanilla sex, even the fucking term vanilla sex is really mean. Like, who likes vanilla ice cream, you know? Like, that's not (laughs) fair. Uh, It's like, it's not not saying that your sex is worse off than somebody who's into kink or has a fetish. If anything, there's a lot of shame and other complications that come with having kinks and fetishes, when really, you're just probably having a great fucking time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think everyone's definition of vanilla is... Different as well, probably. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Um,
2: but yeah, I guess when I had a, a think about this one, I thought maybe uh, my, of kind of my celebrity crush. <gasps> I'm yes. Like a massive, yeah. massive Jodie Comer fan. So I guess my uh, fantasy would be something kind of involving, you know, her character Villanelle from- uh, Oh,
0: okay. Now I'm with you. I was like, okay, I don't recognize this name. Yeah, Villanelle, well, hot damn. I think many of us share that. I don't know who this is.
2: Russian assassin.
0: And what's the the name of the show? Why can't I remember the name of the show? Uh, Killing Eve killing eve yeah
1: oh 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 my god i actually worked with her in person because i worked on doc foster series too stop it she's lovely
0: oh my god she is is fine as hell yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
2: i think when you hear the scouse accent as well it just makes me melt
0: yeah (laughs) so like this would this be would this be just like a nice i don't know sexual encounter or would you want her to go all villanelle on you
2: yeah I think we're talking like Villanelle is trying to murder me in some way
0: oh, oh yeah that's kinky yeah. man you, <laughs> kinky that's shit. kinky That's kinky. shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> that just got like you You were like oh my god it's so vanilla
0: that's that, not that vanilla is,
1: that's is, like mixing in like a little bit of like
0: dominance yeah, power and play also fear mm, it's exciting there's like a lot going on so what she'd like want to come kill you but when she meets you she's like actually I want you I'm, I'm going fuck you
2: well, she does it in the show, doesn't she? She mm-hmm. she tries to fuck Eve and ends up getting stabbed. Like, I don't think I'm thinking that far. Oh.
0: But, um, <laughs> yeah, may, maybe it's just
2: the Russian accent and a bit of leather will do it.
0: God, <laughs> oh, she's so good. She is so hot as well. Yeah, we feel we feel that. We feel Celebrity
1: that. like crushes are actually like ultimate fantasies, though. Ultimate.
0: I always, have you oh. ever
1: had like the best and most real sex dream about celebrities?
0: All the time. That is like oh, literally my life. So good. I not even just celebrities. Like like fake characters as well. Obviously like <laughs> superheroes, super villains. Like <laughs> I am obsessed with the fantasy. Yeah, I had a really great sex dream with Adam Driver. Oh my it... god, yes. <laughs> I felt like.
2: Which one is Adam Driver?
0: He he was known for girls. He was first in girls. That was his breakthrough role. And he he was he does that famous role. Where he's like um the main uh character is outside his window and he's like oh i'm kind of in that mood where if you come up here i'm just gonna tie you up and leave you there for a few days and she's like okay and my soul (laughs) and like also he rims her as well and i was just like you are so fucking hot jesus christ yeah adam driver oh my god celebrity crushes i could talk about this talk about them forever um recently like i mean i'm a massive spider-man lover like i love all three of them i've got we got like Toby Maguire, who's the OG Spidey boy, and then Andrew Garfield, and then Tom Holland, who is another ultimate young crush of mine. And I saw him running. I went for a walk in Richmond <gasps> Park, and I saw him running and he ran past us. Sorry, it was a cycle. <laughs> I shat myself. I fully <laughs> shat myself. You're like, oh my God, all the things that I thought of you doing to me. And I was like, wait, come back, don't run so fast. <laughs> I was like, but we'll fall in love together. I know you're going to fall in love with me and then you're going to dress up as Spider-Man and fuck me, it's perfect. <laughs> um, but I figured out why I like Spidey. He's well kinky. He's fully in full body later, uh, like spandex of all things. And he's got like instant bondage from his fucking fingertips. Yep. <laughs> uh, Hence why. Because yeah. I was like, why do I love such a sp- softie like Spidey? I normally like absolute horrific villains. But yeah, that'd uh- be why. Yeah. And some
2: up, upside down kissing with Tony yeah. Maguire. Surely everyone's so,
0: up for that. Oh my God. All day, every day. He's also so sassy yes. and I love that. And, oh, okay. I'm so sorry. While well, we're on the subject of superheroes, I just want to say Deadpool, my other favorite superhero, main favorite, he is pansexual and constantly, in the actual comics, is constantly hitting on everyone of all different genders, especially Spider Man. He has a very special affinity for Spider Man. So, I, yeah, I masturbate over that thought a lot too wow thanks marble
1: fuck number four the fuck that changed the game
2: i guess there's a couple here which are kind of related to well there's literally a couple that have kind of changed my life uh, and has led to what i'm doing today Ah, okay um Yeah, I guess I didn't have problems getting it up until I was kind of 27 Um, and I'd basically done this long distance cycling race and had been training for it for a few months and kind of not realised that I'd obviously done some damage Oh shit Um, and it it kind of crept up on me and it was what the fuck Um, it it happened after a night out, like not long after the race Um, I went home with a girl from uni and didn't get it up and I, I kind of shrugged it off I was like this happens I'm, I'm drunk it's never happened to me before drunk but like whatever mm-hmm. happens yeah. to everyone but then the next morning when we got up and tried again that time when it didn't work it honestly felt like I'd been hit by a train Fuck. it was just like a sudden realisation I was like oh my god something's wrong and yeah. I don't know what it is and I feel totally out of control
1: Yeah, that must be terrifying what happened um, after that?
2: uh after that I kind of I I think a lot of men when they start having erection issues kind of want to hide away and avoid sex as much as they can it's kind of this opportunity for their body to let them down that they're scared of um that's not really really the reaction I had and I kind of felt like no I have like I can do this like I've got to prove myself Mm -hmm. so like we went on a date the next week and it it didn't work again I was like oh my god look. was digging myself this deeper and deeper hole, and mm-hmm. I kind of think of myself as someone who's kind of pretty confident and kind of mentally robust. But it absolutely shook me to my core, mm-hmm. I yeah. was completely terrified. Um, and yeah, I, I guess the fuck that kind of really changed me was uh, the solution I came up with for that was oh, well, let's let's try Viagra. Mm-hmm. Um, right, I tra- okay, I remember trying it and just feeling super hollow and I could still feel the like rot and anxiety underneath. And I felt I was being fake and things. And oh. I think that is ultimately what led to Zander's knife founding Mojo Man.
0: Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, I-, I wanted to ask, so the person that you were with at the time, how did they react and how could they have reacted better?
2: Um, yeah, that's a super good question. Um, I think I think the answer to this one is always quite surprising in that all the users we speak to, or the vast majority, what they're worried about is not necessarily themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. super worried about offending their partner, who they're with. They're like, yeah. they don't want them to think Feel it's like. because they've done something wrong or they're not attractive enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I guess as a partner in the scenario the best thing you can do is understand that this isn't necessarily related to what you're doing at that point in time and yeah this could be for any number of reasons yeah um, so there's definitely a big like education piece around that that needs
1: 100%, to 100% like we need to talk about this because otherwise like I guess if, if you if you just start with like the sex education that you get at school where Men get erections when they're turned on, blah blah blah. That's all we are told. So yeah. if you're in a scenario where a man doesn't get an erection, you're like, oh my god, it is me. Because at, at at the same time, we always blame ourselves. Like mm-hmm. with any scenario, like any situation to like make us feel not good enough, we will take that because we are all It's
0: just it's human we, nature, right? You yeah. can't bloody help
1: it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, if we if we just knew that there were different ways the body worked, then, oh my God, like the response would change dramatically. Mm -hmm. I remember like the first time someone um, didn't get an erection with me. And I, yeah, I immediately went to like, right into my head feeling like, oh my God, they're not attracted to me. Like I've did something, I'm not hot, like blah, 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 all of these things.
2: Uh, yeah for sure and i th- i think we've we've kind of built the platform in a way although it seems very kind of gendered being called mojo men
0: um, <laughs> well it we needs wanted- to be i mean you are talking about penises yeah the majority for sure. of men have penises yeah
2: but we want everyone to to be in kind of be really inclusive and actually we build kind of partner portals as well which allow people who are with someone with erection issues, or we've had people's like mums have emailed in being like, my son is mm-hmm. struggling. So like anyone can come and and learn um, and yeah. use the kind of professional resources. Um, but yeah, I mean, the partner stuff is so interesting and it's funny how different people react. Mm. I remember after Zanders and I had had the conversation, it basically happened when we were driving to our uh, his parents' place on like a Sunday yeah. um, for lunch. And I, for some reason, just decided to open up to him in that moment, have, like, no nice. idea. Nice. It, like, wasn't really the kind of conversation we would have had, not that we had that kind of relationship. Yeah. So still and
0: proud. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. I guess I'm just really lucky it didn't fall on um kind of deaf ears. He'd mm-hmm. been suffering with kind of performance anxiety since his, like, late teens, kind of mm-hmm. on and off. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, from that moment, we agreed that we had to be comfortable talking about it if we were going to start this brand and kind of normalize erection issues and help people get the help they need we had to be comfortable talking about it Mm -hmm. so we made a deal in the car that we would tell everyone that we had a meaningful conversation with over the next two weeks uh, (laughs) what we were doing and why Uh, and that night we ended up having dinner with uh, six girls and we were like well fuck it we're going to have to do this and we told them and every single person had had an experience where a partner of theirs had not been able to get it up yeah and that went from a girl who kind of really internalized it and it really hurt her um the whole way through to a girl who'd kind of got so angry she'd chucked the guy out of (gasps) her flat and i was like wow i'm not (gasps) sure which reaction is worse but neither are good
0: no neither are good so what what would be the best reaction to have like from somebody who's dealing with a partner who is who is having erectile dysfunctions in bed what can we say what can we do how can we react
2: Yeah. Um, I think just be kind of super chilled about it. Um, If a guy has psychogenic erection issues, if it's a psychological block, um, doing even really small things in the moment might help. Um, Mm. Quite often, I think men are really embarrassed about the idea of having their flaccid penis played with because, well, the only time we do that is when we go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So we're not used to our penis being touched if it's
0: not hard. Yeah. And, a real and kind we don't of see it, worry it in porn either. We don't see it in porn. We only ever see suddenly erect. Yeah, uh, only so a couple a handful erect. of times I see um, flaccid penis to erect. But I love flaccid penis. It's so much yeah. fun to play with. <laughs> I feel like it's so comfortable and natural and I think it looks beautiful personally. It's like ah um, I, I love I, I love getting sent nudes with flaccid penises as well as erect, but I just I just think it's part of another another part of the body to love. Yeah, I think yeah.
2: that would be the perfect reaction because you could actually, t- if you can turn it around in the moment and kind mm-hmm. of convince them to let keep playing, even though they're not hard, mm-hmm. their anxiety will immediately go down and you can do other kind of sensual things. And yeah, yeah, more often than not, they'll find that they get hard without even realizing it
0: nice yeah that's what about really good advice what about things like um oh okay well you know we don't have to have sex we don't have to do something like that maybe if you go down on me or we could just sit and kiss or you could just play with my tits
2: yeah totally i, I mean that's that's kind of it i think it's really sad that men think that you have to have an erection to have sex that's mm-hmm. kind of all based around this definition of sex which has, has to be yeah um some form of penetration so it doesn't
0: yeah Exactly. So say if in the past you've reacted badly to someone not being able to get an, an erection, is it would you recommend going back to that person and apologizing and is there a way to apologize or to just completely ignore it?
2: No, totally I'd kind of advocate communication at any stage. Mm-hmm. Um whether it's in the moment you're saying like don't worry about it it's not a big deal. That's like super helpful. But kind of on the platform as well, we try and encourage guys who are worried about it or anxious about whether they're going to be able to get it up later that evening, even if it's kind of like a one night stand. If if you kind of say on the way home, oh, by the way, like sometimes I struggle to get it up, Mm -hmm. that completely diffuses the situation because whoever you're with is then not going to be upset if you can't get it up because they appreciate it's not them. And the fact you've said it eases some of your own anxiety of it being a big surprise. Yeah, it will it's... actually kind of help you get it up in the moment.
0: And it definitely changes how you feel about the sex. And like, and I like, I like the word diffusing. Um, a couple of people I've sp- spoken to online have said, oh, like, I can't ejaculate. Um, I find it really hard to ejaculate. And them saying that already has already... Um, it's not made them less attractive in any way, shape or form. And it would be the same if they said they couldn't, you know, they struggled to get it up sometimes. It wouldn't make anyone less attractive. It just sort of goes, wow, like, I'm really, I'm really glad that you're confident enough to say that. It has changed the situation in that I'm not going to make this awkward or difficult for you. Um, You know, we're just going to get through it together. And there's
2: so many, there's kind of, we call too many things dysfunctions now, and it should just Mm -hmm. be, well, sex doesn't go perfectly the whole time but the fact that things not going right is so prevalent the chances are who you're going home with or who you're having sex with has some form of anxiety or worry themselves so if you can kind of open up the conversation and say listen sometimes this doesn't go very well for me just want to let you know it shouldn't affect anything just wanted to give you like a heads up yeah it kind of opens up a space that they can say oh well actually you know what me too yeah suddenly you have like a really open vulnerable honest bond that really creates a connection and i think it's probably going to lead to much better sex
0: it's so good like i I slept with a guy um when i was in amsterdam and he like we had had a couple of shag sessions beforehand and then during sex He was just like, oh, hey, like, I'm sorry, can we stop? Because I'm not really feeling it. And he lost his erection. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, of course. And so we just literally took a second out, chilled, had a drink, sat on the sofa, chatted. And then at some point later, we got back into it. But him just being that honest with me really... You know, I wasn't sitting there going, like, wondering or making up stories in my head, thinking, why has this happened? It was just so casual and so cool. I was like, I rate you so hard. And I, I thanked him for that. I was like, thank you. You've made what could have potentially been an awkward situation so comfortable because you said something.
2: Yeah, we po- we project everything on onto other people and assume what they're, they're thinking. We're so hard on ourselves that quite often it's, it's really harsh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. For fuck's sake
1: this week's sex question is i'm 19 and i have a very low libido i can't get wet i can't masturbate my clitoris has zero feeling i'm jealous that everyone talks about it as if it's heaven i'm a virgin so people think it will come to me but i know it won't my question is what can i do am i normal will i ever get feelings down there and have a relationship with
0: someone Oh, this person is so... my heart. I know. It sounds that's... like she's already set up so many barriers for herself. But even just by saying and writing it to us that I know this will not happen. That's yeah. that's so many you're like, how why why are you predicting the future? We can't predict the future. We don't have that ability. Like mm-hmm. saying that it will never happen is putting up a huge wall for yourself.
1: Yeah. I guess what's quite interesting is the fact that there's obviously like a huge desire here, or like, or maybe it's jealousy for what mm. other people have when it comes to sex. But she's saying that she has a low libido. So it. you've you've got a desire to like have all the sensations that everyone else has so you're feeling left out that you have a low libido
0: Mm, also it's like what's a low libido to you you know does a low libido mean that you are wanting pleasure but you're not receiving it because having a low libido and not getting pleasure really you should just feel comfortable just like oh okay cool like this is this is what it is not feeling that you have to push yourself to uh, like comparing yourself to other people pushing yeah. yourself to have all this sex and pleasure and relationships when maybe that's just not what you want or what you need yeah and it's- it
2: feels a little bit like she's kind of compartmentalizing her sex life and her sexual enjoyment as well yeah um, when maybe it's actually it is really attached to what else is going on in the rest of your life Exactly. Um, maybe she's feeling particularly stressed and just has a high kind of general level of anxiety, mm-hmm. which is gonna be completely knock-on to your to your sex drive in the yeah.
1: And I think also I think I get this if I re if I'm really thinking about needing to have an orgasm or needing to feel pleasure. I could do so many things to myself and actually not feel anything.
0: Oh, yeah. If That's you are evil. mentally
1: like separate from your genitals, you're never going to like you're never going to feel it. So it is working through those barriers that you've put up mentally um so that you can start feeling things physically and it'd be really good to work with like a therapist that does like body work for this sort of thing as well I would say
0: yeah it sounds like you're so in your own head which is the last thing we need when we're enjoying pleasure um Mm -hmm. and most of the time if uh, like if I've gone through three different toys and I still haven't come it's because I'm so tired and I'm desperately trying so hard to come that that's all I can think about and it's the same if I'm being if I if um if I'm being eaten out, that's my worst place to be able to come because I'm so caught up in my head and that's something I have to retrain myself and unlearn all the things that I've made myself think Um, and, yeah, get myself out of my mind and stop sitting there thinking, oh, my God, I haven't come yet. Oh, my God, what if I don't come? I haven't come Yeah, Um, and just just enjoy what's happening. And and you can do that through breathing exercises and visualizations. And Mm. I mean, a lot of it does take practice. It doesn't just come easily. It's quite hard to retrain yourself to do something like that. I know I've got a long way to go with being eaten out, especially if, ah, when they're like on dating apps and they're just like, oh, I just want to go down on you. I'm like, man, we could try.
2: (laughs) I think, oh, I think as cool. well, it's too easy to kind of define what sexual pleasure is by like just touching your genitals on the, yeah, uh, on one of the exercises that we use for guys is to kind of resensitize your body. So mm-hmm. kind of lie down and there's an exercise where you touch different parts of your body and find out what feels nice. It like doesn't have to be about yeah. um, touching your vulva or your vagina or your clitoris. Like mm-hmm. She could look at kind yeah. of trying to sensitize other parts of her body and should see that as Masturbating in a way it doesn't have to be her um, putting pressure on herself to to get wet or enjoy it.
1: Yeah, definitely, and also like if you're using techniques, like if you're just using your fingers or whatever, like sometimes that just does not do it for people. Like mm-hmm. sometimes people need the help from like toys or like vibrators, lubes, like anything. Like sometimes my hands just don't do the job, and I feel like if you're just starting to explore then that's probably what you are using. And that is the hardest thing to find pleasure with, I think, especially it's, when you don't it can really be know a what mission. you're doing.
0: Yeah, mm. but I mean, it's a good thing to start off with. I've, I've heard time and time and again, though, that um, especially women, the first time they ha- came or had an orgasm was with then their first new toy, their first vibrator. And it can yeah. be quite a life-changing experience. Not saying that that is your miracle cure at all, but it, yeah. it might be able to help you get out of that head space um and be able to reconnect with your body
1: yeah and you're 19 so you are a-okay to go and buy that sex toy
0: yeah baby oh. Oh, get one online like, it's always <laughs> discreet shipping or we'll make sure it's like a cute little independent company that would be nice. yeah
1: look at our top sex toys videos yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> do that <laughs>
1: We better fuck off then. So thank you so much, Angus, for coming on. This has been really, really good. I think we've learned some really awesome things from you on this podcast episode. So thank you so much for coming on.
2: Yeah, no, thank you very much for having me. I had had a great time. It's honestly been really fun. I was a little bit nervous coming coming on <laughs> and I was annoyed that Sanders has managed to jump Lutal out, of, out, of, out it. of it. To be yeah.
0: fair, I mean, we can only have one other guest on at the moment with this with the format we've got but hopefully yeah. we can actually invite you guys to the studio when that's open in the far away future <laughs> yeah that'd be
2: that'd be epic xander's does have a very good story about being fingered all in the name of mojo men so we'll get to the yes. studio for that one.
0: Oh yes, <laughs> yes. that sounds so good um okay, unfortunately we, we do have to fuck off but it's been yep. such a pleasure um and thank you i've learned so much i'm gonna take this information everywhere i go
1: yes where can our curious fuckers find you
2: uh, you can find us at www.mojomen.com and Amazing. follow us on Instagram. We're, we're only just getting into our Instagram and we're going to have to take some inspiration
1: from you guys.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think every, yes.
1: Everyone is going to be hopping over to your page
0: after this episode. Hell yeah. And we also, I also love the fact that you've, you're doing this with your cousin. Like, I love that. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: not genetic. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, uh, okay, that's good to know. Oh, yeah. Imagine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay well everyone if you love this episode please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to this podcast if you have not already oh my voice
0: (laughs) so yes you can follow us on instagram at come curious as well as our personal accounts read amber x and florence bark if you have a sex story or a sex question please email it in
1: fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com okay now we're going bye bye love
0: you all bye